y'all. We're back for another episode of Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends giggle, snort, and chat about a new romance novel each week. I'm going to make this short because Aaron and I were a little exuberant this episode, and the length we chatted reflects that. But we have to say one more hearty thank you to Stephanie for recommending When a Scot Ties the Knot by Tessa Dare. Let's do this. Okay, hey, Aaron. Hi, Mel. <laughs> Happy 4 a.m. Happy 4 a.m. You are a wood nymph of delight and awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, really, though, you do a lot for this podcast, and, and a lot of that involves waking up at the ass crack of dawn for us. No, dawn here at is the like, ass crack of uh, way before 1030 dawn. in the morning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hope you like listening to um, me sniffing and blowing my nose. Is that something people like on podcasts? You know what, Erin? Uh, We're going to take sick. you any way we can get you. Okay. Right, That's good. how we feel about you. Good. good. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fetish out there for that. Like somebody has found this and is like, thank God. Like somebody sniffing the whole time. That's There is like. totes a fetish out there. Yeah. And P.S. Can I talk about how much I love that there's like just a fetish dropped into our novel today? Wait, what? Oh, we'll get there. Don't worry about it, bro. What fetish? No, no, no. We're not doing that yet. I have okay. I have some business to attend to before we get to any. I of have our business books today. too. Okay, you go first. Okay, here's my business. I have a war that I <laughs> am embarking upon. A war. A war. Okay. Is it so a I, Duchess war? It, is it, it a is Duchess it. of Warcraft? <laughs> there is going to be so much craft in this fucking war, but uh-huh. no, it is a bagel war. Okay. (laughs) It's like every time I sit down, I feel like I'm prepared for whatever it is that's going to happen. And then you just come at me sideways with like crotchless leggings and bagel wars. All right, what? All right. You know what? That also is a theme in our amazing book today. Is (laughs) not bagels, but like like, no, but being like expecting one thing and then having something else totally blindside you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but we'll also get to that. I'm just so excited to talk about this book, but we have to do business first. Okay, bagel war. I live in Jersey, and uh, I have for the past like you know off and on for the past like ten years. As a result, I love bagels. Um, and I live in, in a, a bagel mecca, if you will. Um, uh-huh. I am also, I think this is a, probably a metaphor for my personality too. I am firmly an everything bagel girl. Preferably a whole wheat everything bagel girl, right? Oh, you think that's a metaphor for your personality? <laughs> Give it all to me. <laughs> everything now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So... I have never, ever walked into a bagel store and been like, I would like a whole wheat everything bagel toasted with sausage and egg or or toasted with tofu cream cheese because one of the bagel stores near me fucking has tofu cream cheese and I want to marry them for it and have them (laughs) hand me a bagel with rude surprises on it. Conversely, I always... (laughs) 
what what do you, what's your issue? Just the whole story. Like, where is it going? What, what is, what is I'm getting happen? there. Okay, if you, right. if you let me get to it. <laughs> On the other hand, grocery store bagel makers, we are at war because whether it's a chain of bagel makers, like I don't know Thomas or something, you know those shitty grocery store bagels, or the people who are behind the deli, they put rye seeds on everything bagels and that my friend is the rudest fucking surprise because on the one hand i want everything it's an on everything the bagel, bagel. No, no, no 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 take a seat no okay okay <laughs> <laughs> everything bagels include different kinds of sesame seeds preferably i would like white i would like black i would like tan they include garlic and onion and uh, salt and other things that are magically delicious. Other things where the flavors blend, you see? They just, they blend right in your mouth to create the most beautiful and illustrious sensation and texture and taste, right? When you get a rye seed in there, all you taste is fucking rye. No. I don't, I don't, no. I don't understand. Here are the things that I haven't understood about this mm, story. Mm, bring it. Number one, no. why? Why? Why what? Why? I had a grocery store everything bagel this morning. And my grocery store, because I live in Jersey, they make good bagels. It's not just bread with a hole in the middle. It's actually like meaty and delicious, right? Except for the fact that they're like, you know what? They, we said everything. That has to include the abomination that is a rye seed. We have to get rid of them anyway. Here's my issue. Rye seeds disrupt everything. So I spend a good three minutes picking all the rye seeds off before I toast my fucking bagel. And with a toddler running around, he's just, he's just, he's just around my feet going, baker, 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 trying, you know, cause he's, he's my child. So food is his, is his niche. Um, Have you thought about giving him the rye seeds? <laughs> I'm not training him like that. All right. Okay. Sorry. There's no, there's no way. There's no way. All right. But here's wait. my other thing. If people want rye seeds on their bagels, you can get yourself a shaker full of fucking rye seeds. I think it's an everything bagel. I think you no, just take Aaron, what you No, Aaron, that's get. because you don't. You're from Illinois. You don't know what a good bagel is, and you can have several seats. Here's the thing that here's the other things I didn't understand in this Ugh. story. One was why. Mm. Two. The second thing I didn't understand was mm-hmm. bagel store question mark. The third <laughs> thing I didn't understand was grocery store bagel store. That there's some kind of a bagel institution inside your grocery store. It's like a, I don't understand any of this. Where do you get your your cakes, your donuts? Yeah, but at a there's no bagels store? there. Of course there is. Really? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. This is so a world that I don't thing. understand. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. But I live, like I said, I live in the land of of bagel mecca. So we have bagel stores. We have places that are basically delis. Sort of like other places would call them delis, except they specialize in making a metric fuck ton of different kinds of bagels, be it blueberry, cinnamon, raisin, everything, whole wheat, everything, just whole wheat, sesame, garlic, onion, salt, poppy seed, like they make all the bagels. And so we call it a bagel store. I feel like I lived in D.C. for a a good chunk of time. D.C. is not the same thing. Okay. All right. Good. DC may be East Coast, but would you say, I feel like I lived in Atlanta for a long time and have that mean anything? Well, I just felt, I feel like there are a lot of like, you know, it's a very East Coast, like, you know, city sort of thing. I feel like Uh -uh. there would be bagels. It's a very morning culture, like very coffee culture. DC is mid-Atlantic. Okay. All right. Good. 
Um, well, good luck. <laughs> no, you know what? My war is just going to be bitterly picking rye seeds off of my yeah, fucking bagels. Are, I don't know. I Or not purchasing grocery store bagels anymore. Are you not telling me your tactics in the war? Because like in the Duchess War, that would reveal your hand? Or are you just not, you don't have any tactics? Why don't we say that I don't <laughs> want to reveal my hand? Okay. <laughs> That's that. Good, 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 good. All right, okay, but today we were talking about... Oh, no, I just accidentally ate paper. (laughs) Here's the thing. I had an everything bagel this morning, and so when I saw saw a random small... I don't even know if it's paper. It could be plaster. I don't know. When I saw a random little morsel on my desk, by reflex, I just picked it up and put it in my mouth like I would a a sesame seed. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) please don't cut where you accidentally (laughs) hit paper (laughs) all right okay all right focus okay focus today when we were reading this book Uh i i have never listener i have never ever seen aaron mccarthy in this state of squee that she was for yeah, I have a whole thing I gotta talk about. book. She mm. was texting me in all caps. There were multiple texts with all caps. She would text me all caps about the book. And I would be like, great, can't wait to read it. Then go on to like other things. And then the next no, text no, no. I would get is no, like you all wouldn't. caps bullshit. And by bullshit, I no, mean No, because this is, this is what would happen. Is I was very excited about this book. I would yeah. text you, have you read book yet? I don't use a lot of articles when I <laughs> I would read like I would text like, um, have you read Scott book yet? Scott Wait, ties not I? all caps. And then you would just fucking ignore me and be like, Hey, uh when what time you wanna when are you going to Disney World? What time you wanna record? And I'm like, Scott ties not all caps. Have read. Have you read? And you would just be like, anyway, um, Listen to this rant about bagels or whatever. And I would just be like, answer me, bitch. Like, have you read the book? Okay. So also, can I just say that especially when it's in all caps, it makes me the happiest because your lack of articles makes you sound like a Muppet. And that's what I hear in my brain. I just hear, have you read Scott book? Good, because that's the tone. That is the tone I'm typing it in. (laughs) I hear that. No, I know. I was a bit of a dick. Okay. But also, Wait. I also have to tell you that when we got the recommendation, because this is a reader recommendation. Yes. In one of our reviews on iTunes, which P.S. Give us a five star review and tell us the book you want to read and we will read it. Oh, we're actually doing them now. Yeah, we're (laughs) doing them um, this month. But anyway, when we got this recommendation, I I did the thing with the title again. I didn't read When Us Got Ties the Knot. I read what? When Scott Ties the Knot. So up until I read it, I was thinking it was some contemporary book about a serial monogamist. <laughs> like, <laughs> How many times a, are you going to do this? A guy, Warcraft? yeah, Scott. <laughs> a, a guy who just just loves marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Good I thought. Good work. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that happened during the word surprise. <laughs> How many minutes in are we? 45? We're 12 minutes in. Oh, good. Oh, shit. Good. Okay, but you know um, what? 
we have not seen or talked to each other because you were on vacation, and so yeah, it's I been a long time. You, um, I missed you too. So okay, I would so like I, to tell you, yeah, please about how this book came to me. Mm. Is I was done reading. What did we read last? Ice Capade, and then that was done, and I was going on a work trip. And this is, this is a work trip where, like, I didn't really have to do much. I just had to, like, be in my fancy uniform and just kind of, like, all I had to do was just, like, sit and look pretty, really, that day. And I was like, you know what? It's 9 p.m. My usual work tradition is I get to the hotel. At 9 p.m., I turn on HLN, the network, which is on every military. Yeah, don't <laughs> frown at me. Which every military hotel has HLN. Uh-huh. And usually it's forensic files yes. from like 8 p.m. until midnight. And that's what I do. I watch forensic files back to back, whether I've seen it or not, from like 8 p.m. till midnight and like eat my hotel dinner. And that is my tradition. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to read like an intellectual tonight. Oh. And so I opened up at 9 p.m. Oh, no. When a Scott oh. ties the knife. Oh, no. And I read this motherfucker until 3 (laughs) a.m. And then I had to be up at 5 a.m. And I had to be there at 6 a.m. And I walked in and my co-counsel's like, man, you look like shit. You look really tired. And I was like, fuck off. Like, I don't even have to do anything today. I read the best book. Like, I just straight up was just like, fuck you. It was great. Good. Yeah, I don't like historicals. I've been candid about this. Mm. We read The Duchess War because that was a book that I just had sitting on my Kindle that I had started three times and not finished. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, disclosure, I liked The Duchess War. I would even say I loved The Duchess War, but I could not finish it on my own without the mandate of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with uh, The Duke and I. Like, if that was just up to me, I liked The Duke and I. It was great. But I would not have finished it. Like, left to my own devices if I'm, like, going to go out and find a book to read, it's going to have some sort of, like, contemporary bad boy with a heart of gold mm. or, like, preferably, like, a werewolf. That's Ooh. what we're looking for. Totally. I'm not I'm not going to go out and seek a duke. But this thing? Oh. Sometimes a book comes into your life <laughs> and it changes everything. And if this is what more historicals are like, then yes. Like, I'm down. I'm good for it. Well, and I've heard that this is this is very um, indicative of Tessa Dare's entire repertoire. So, I Tessa Miss um, Dare. Tessa, hi Ms. Dare. Hi. We're like I would like we're to fans. say that, that we're your biggest fans, but I think that that would be an injustice to a lot of of our listeners. Did you see she retweeted me? I did, and I almost died. Yeah, I. Ugh. Mm. Yeah, because here's, I mean, okay, so you, I also read this book in a night, and then I reread it. Oh, good, because I read this thing a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, man. So, okay, so this is when Scott ties not, when us Scott <laughs> ties yeah. the knot. Did you hear it? When I'm Scott just glad ties you didn't read knot. the wrong book. Yeah, like, right? I'm just... Jesus Lord. Oh, boy. By Tessa Dare, and uh, it is part of her Castles Ever After series yeah if i saw that shit on a cover i would never have touched this thing castles ever after that is my kryptonite but here's the thing i will have to give the cover like 17 thumbs up (laughs) 
Really? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to borrow thumbs. If you can lend a thumb, put it right up there, everybody. Because the cover of this thing is uh, fucking gorgeous. And it gives you all the tingles in many of your parts. Uh-huh. It is a shirtless Highlander with red hair in just a kilt. Just, just a kilt. <laughs> with a little, you know, the plaid sash situation. And they're looking into each other's eyes longingly. And I am in it. Yeah. Cover does nothing for me. Cover's like, ugh. There's some lady shoulder involved. Uh-huh. Some... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, totally no. into it. Cover does nothing for me. I saw this cover and I was like, oh shit. Bah! It's going to be like this, isn't it? And by the way, uh, the quotation on the front is Prepare to Fall in Love by Julia Quinn. Oh. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> Um, Yeah, it is so accurate. I am so in love with Captain Logan McKenzie Mm. um, for all of the reasons. He actually does not have a flaw in my mind that Mm -hmm. before his times, feminist Highlander with a heart of gold and an orphan story and his commitment to his men. Oh, it's too much. It's way too much. Those broad shoulders, his chiseled abs. Aaron, you got to stop me at some point. Oh I'm sorry. I was actually trying to look for the description. I guess we should start talking about the book. <laughs> yes. At some point so, here. The lady protagonist is Madeline Grace Church. <laughs> yes. Or Maddie uh-huh. is her nickname. Or Madling is what her crazy aunt Thea calls her, which I love. Adorable. So fucking cute. And then the boy protagonist, our Highlander du jour, is Captain Logan Mackenzie. May I tell you, this mm. was a difficult book for me, historical-wise. Oh. Because it was a time travel book. I don't know if you know this. Pardon me? At first, when we met Madeline Grace Church, I was like, oh, this is in England times. Oh, yeah. But then, <laughs> when... It's true. We started when in Captain England Mackenzie times. came on board, I was like, oh, no. Are they in Highlander times? They're definitely in in Highlander times. times. Yeah. But I consider this to be a Highlander times book, but it was very difficult because she was clearly from England times. It's very difficult (laughs) for someone like me. Yes, with your your absolutely quaint way of categorizing the times of history. But if there are other errands out there, this is a Highlander times book. This is not an England times book. Just so you know. We start in the the strict confines of England times, and that's one of the reasons that uh, Maddie does what she does. So we start in the prologue, and it's a series of letters that Maddie has written to Captain Logan Mackenzie of a regiment that doesn't exist. Because this, is, this introduction is fucking flawless. It is it's so, so incredibly good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention that it's just so goddamn charming. Um, and this is coming from a person who has never been a wallflower in her life. No. So Maddie is a wallflower and she gets she gets severe social anxiety in groups of more than like five. Like we're talking severe social anxiety. And she hates balls and she hates all the things. She has a new stepmother who wants her to be successful, which in England times is to get married to a person of eligible marriagehood. So she goes off to Brighton to spend a couple of weeks you know, getting herself together and preparing for her London season, which once again <laughs> sounds like sounds the fucking like worst. It, no, like it's England. England times. It absolutely yeah. is. 
So she goes off and she spends the whole time collecting seashells and hanging out with the sand and generally being her, her best self. Goes home. The stepmother's like, hi, how did you do? Did you, are you ready? Uh, should we go to a dress fitting? And she's like, actually, I met a man. <laughs> and then the questions just keep coming. And so yeah. she comes up with this scenario where she meets this Scottish captain and they fell madly in love and he asked her to marry him, but he he lives very far away and he's always at war against and Napoleon. And he had to go to army. He had to go to army, army so Army fast. times. Yeah. yeah. Army regiments. And, uh, oh, he doesn't have any family because they don't want to meet his family or she doesn't want to have to figure out how, you know. And so then she spends the next years. It's like three years. years, Well, no, three years first writing him as her lover. And so she uses it like as a diary. She'll Mm -hmm. say Captain Logan McKenzie, like the, the very first, um, passage is, um, you know, we, we didn't meet at Brighton and here's our not meet cute because you don't exist and I'm an idiot. And, uh, and she's got to mail these letters to make her family believe that she's actually writing these letters. So Correct. she's basically addressing them like Captain Logan McKenzie, army, and then like putting right? a stamp on it and sending <laughs> yeah. it off. Or yeah, or she's, or she's putting a regiment that, that literally doesn't exist. She does the research and makes sure. And so... She does this for a really, really long time, and then she's like, okay, this is becoming a bit out of control, because at first, I didn't have to go onto into the ton, or whatever, but mm-hmm. now, like, my godfather's leaving me remote highland castles, so that mm-hmm. my, my bow can be close to his roots, and, like, I don't know what to do, and so she yep. she kills him. Right. The last, the last one. Oh, and one of my other favorite things is that she addresses him in a lot of different ways. So a lot of times it's um it's Captain Logan McKenzie, but then she'll be like Captain McWimsy. Oh, it's so good. I have a list of them. Oh, it's Captain so McWimsy, Captain McFantasy, uh, Captain Imaginary McFigment. Oh, <laughs> They're so I love good. it. Um, and there's the whole introduction is just a series of her letters. It's just. It starts off like like she introduces herself. I am Madeline Louise Grace Church, the greatest ninny to ever draw breath in England. This will come mm-hmm. as a shock, I fear, but you fell deeply in love with me. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and then at the end of, I think, the first letter, mm-hmm. she just writes, here, have a drawing of a snail. Yeah! <laughs> it includes a drawing of a snail. That was my favorite line. That is what mm-hmm. hooked me. I'm like, here, have a drawing of a snail. What are we talking about? <laughs> but it turns out she is a accomplished artist, self-taught mm-hmm. artist of uh, biological things. Shits. Yeah. Yeah. Because she loves being by herself, and she loves being out of doors, and she's really talented with a with a pencil. And so she ends up spending a lot of the times, a lot of the time that most women of that time period would be at balls or getting ready for balls or whatever, hanging out by herself, writing letters, basically writing a diary to her imaginary beau, and then drawing like, you know, live. The natural world. Yeah, exactly. So then she kills him because she's like, I can't keep this up forever and the war is going to end at some point and you're going to have to come home. So she gives him this really valiant death where he saves like six of his friends and then he fucks off into the nether world. (laughs) So part of this is, you mentioned it before, but her dad had given in his name 
a bunch of like land in a castle, right? No, that was her godfather. It was her godfather. Okay, yeah. but they they gave that in his name, right? So then by killing him, she inherited that stuff, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, I thought that's how that worked. No, they gave it to her. Oh, because they so were never he married or anything. Yeah, they were. They gave okay. it to her because remember, in that time period, when a man married a woman, he got everything. He owned her. He owned her land. He owned her dowry. He lo- he owned it. He was the master of the house. Right. Where, and so, yeah. So I thought I just thought it went it. the other way. I thought no. he deeded it to this imaginary no. person. Got no. it. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, listener. Um, Not at I'm all. gonna butcher this book a lot because again, read in a fever the night before court. But you know what? We're gonna butcher it enthusiastically. <laughs> yes, so, that's true. Okay, so then it's great because she doesn't have to enter the ton anymore. Still, because she's in mourning and then she's in half mourning, and everybody's like, "Oh, she's just so in love with him." Like it's okay to be a spinster now. <laughs> Yeah, there's a period of time where she's just like up in her room and um, her family is just bringing her chocolate and toast every morning yeah. because she's so sad and she's like, this is the best. Like, <laughs> I, I feel kind of bad, but I don't. <laughs> but I also don't. Yeah. So and then later on, she's like, it's great to be in morning and half morning because um, grays and blacks actually suit me so that I can wipe the charcoal from my pencils onto my dress and nobody will notice (laughs) because she moves to scotland she moves into this gorgeous highland castle and she starts getting work as an illustrator for naturalists or as captain logan mckenzie will say later on naturists (laughs) because nakedness um right so she gets commissioned to do all of these um illustrations and that's how she you know, she thinks to herself that she's going to support herself for the rest of her life is to like become, have a career in nature drawings and right. like for encyclopedias and stuff. So, so she fills that castle with like a bunch of like, well, she fills her offices. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got a pair of lobsters that she's lobsters. been commissioned to wash, uh, to watch um, for their whole lives and, and do different drawings of the lobster life, life cycle, which I uh-huh. fucking love. <laughs> and the rest of her office is basically like a taxidermy-ness of horrors. Right. And it's it's exactly where she wants to be. So she's sitting there watching the lobsters intently because the lady is going to molt soon and then she'll be available to mate. And nobody has ever seen a lobster mate before or knows how they do it. So she's like watching them and her maid comes up. One of her servants comes up and they're like, hi, I know you're not supposed to ever be disturbed when you're up here, but there's a man and he is a a man. He's a man. (laughs) And he asked for you. And so like, uh, do you want to meet this man? And so she goes downstairs. Aunt Thea, who now lives with her, is like, you're going to be okay. I'll make you, what is it, a poultice? No, it's not a poultice. It's a, yeah. Yeah. No, a poultice is something you put on your skin. It was something else. Oh, I thought it was It's a like a concoction of some sort. Anyway, it might be a poultice. It's probably something she chews up in her mouth. Yeah, it's, totally. I remember thinking that. I don't remember what the word was, but I remember thinking from my herbalist training. Mm. <laughs> oh, she's going to chew that up in her mouth, but I don't remember what it <laughs> Or at was. least part of it, because the rest of it, she describes it later, is like, 
curdled milk or milk curdled in ale and a bunch of shit like oh horror of horrors anyway she's like she's always making these remedies that are bad i also by the way i'm so sorry that either listener there's so much coughing on this end or melody there's so much coughing to edit out i whoever (laughs) i'm apologizing apologizing to i apologize for that let's hope it's me or fetish listener you're welcome get it fetish listener oh Okay, so, all right, focus, Melody and Aaron. Okay. Can I read the description of him when she sees him? Yeah, of course I can. (laughs) (laughs) A tall, commanding figure of a Scotsman, dressed in what appeared to be a military uniform. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A kilt of dark green and blue plaid, paired with the traditional red coat. His hair was overlong, mostly brown with hints of ginger, and his square jaw sported several days' growth of whiskers, mostly mm-hmm. ginger with hints of brown. Mm-hmm. Broad shoulders tapered to a trim torso. A simple black sporan? Sporan? Don't know, don't care. Was sporan. slung low around his waist, and a sheathed dirk rode at his hip. Oh, a sheathed Below dirk, th- everyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Below the fall of his kilt, muscled, <laughs> hairy legs disappeared into white hose that scuffed black boots. Ah, and then she talks about his eyes for a while and says that they were the sort of blue that gave one the feeling of being launched into the sky or plunged into icy water, Ugh. flung into a void with no hope of return. It wasn't a pleasant sensation. Oh, yes, This Madeline Grace Church, he said. Oh, his voice was... The, I can't do a Scottish oh. accent. Oh, his voice was the worst part of all, deep with that Highland burr that scraped and hollowed words out, forcing them to hold more meaning. Sorry, was that like 10 minutes? I don't care. I don't care. I will sheath his dirk any day. <laughs> <laughs> I will unsheath his dirk any day. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. So we're going to pull ourselves together over here because I'm mm-hmm. actually fanning myself. Okay. So here's the thing. If you had told me in your Muppet text messages, Melody Carlisle, you're going to see a blackmail marriage proposal and you are going to be in it to win it. I would mm-hmm. have been like, that's completely contrary to all of my beliefs and uh, <laughs> my personality. So I doubt it. Um, I mean, I would have given I, you the benefit of the I love a doubt. blackmail. I love it. I love like, I love, yeah. That's why I read all those bad boy books. I, I guess. I guess. Anyway. So her reaction is my favorite. Her reaction is not to swoon, not to faint, not to anything. She just sits down hard on the floor (laughs) and then goes, oof. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. And he says, are ye well? And she's like, no, I'm seeing things. This can't be happening. It's so good. Are you well? (sighs) So anyway, she's like, why are you here? And he's like, I've come to marry you. (laughs) Oh, good. It's so good. Thank you, Melody. (laughs) Um, So he's like, I'm Captain Logan McKenzie. And she's like, nope, I made you up. And he was like, you most certainly did not invent me. I Uh am a flesh and blood man. And Uh I have come to get what is owed to me, which is a marriage and your lands and your castle. And it switches to his perspective, and it says, By the gods, she was bonnie. Far prettier than her she letters had led him to imagine. Also smaller and more delicate blur, fine. Oh, because of course. And then, it, then she says... It says yeah, she's basically a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> she's so, so small. Yeah, I know. It says, so, dot, 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 she said, this means, dot, 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 you, dot, 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 I, dot, 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 gack. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, lol. Gag. <laughs> Gag. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. So he's like, if you don't marry me, I will take all of your silly letters to the London scandal sheets and you will be totally humiliated. So uh-huh. she's like, I already feel bad enough about lying to all of my closest people for fucking years. Like, right. do you have to do this? And he goes, but think about it. If you marry me, none of it will have been a lie. And the things that she said in the letters are like highly embarrassing. Like yes. one of the things she, she does is she tells about him. Her friends. Yeah. About her family and friends, she tells him that she has a pillow that she imagines as him at night that mm. she holds close, which is like highly embarrassing. She's I mean, like, it's a diary. It's a diary that yeah. she accidentally sent to another human with eyeballs and the ability right. to read. Yeah. So it's not just like, dear Mr. Mac Whimsy or whatever, I blah, 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 blah. I love you, blah, 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 signed. No, it's like all her innermost wants and needs Ooh. and confessions. Yes. Yeah, and desires and, and, you know, all the things that you say in your brain that and that you <clears throat> might say to one of your best friends, like, I don't, like it's so bad. So yeah. she is horrified, and he leaves the castle for a minute there, right? Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to go get my men. You think this over. Let me know if mm-hmm. it's marriage to me or if it's London scandal rags. Just Make your choice and we'll be cool. So then they meet outside later on because he sees her down by the lake, um, by the loch. And um, <laughs> fanning myself. And he goes down there and he's like, what's your choice? And she's like, okay, would this be a real marriage? And he says, well, it would have to be consummated. But other than that, you can do your thing. I can do my thing. We can decide to live apart if you want. I just... It would have to be consummated. And so she's like, oh, well, this is interesting. This is a much more interesting prospect because I would still want a career. And if I don't have to give up everything, I I don't want this land anyway, really. This is just a a good excuse to be away from people. Then fine. Right. We also find out like before they go on this walk, he goes and talks to his men for a while. He's brought his men Mm -hmm. with him. And we figure out five. He's got a band of five ragtag amputee war heroes what I imagined was the cartoon characters from Mulan. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that but so when much. He's talking, so he's got these five guys who went off to war and then returned from war. And whatever they left was not there anymore. Their families, their wives had either moved on or died or whatever. And or gone he, to Nova Scotia. Right. He promised all his men that, you know, if they lived through this thing, they were going to come back to their happy lives and he was going to make sure that that happened. Well, not to mention, sorry to go into Highlander times, but this is also after the clearances. So these men have gone off to war to fight for the British army and then come back to a land where British nobility have come in, taken over all of the, the land and castles and everything. Hence why Bitchface is in that, in the castle anyway, and have systematically evicted and burned down the uh the houses of all of of these of these people i mean hundreds hundreds thousands of people like it's nuts the clearances were an awful awful thing that the brits did anyway so they've come home and like their crofts are gone the the places where they raised their families their children have been evicted and have been forced to go to canada or whatever else 
So he is dead set on having a place for them in Scotland where they can be safe and they can have their crofts and do their farming and and raise a family still if they if they wish. And the best way to do that is if he becomes owner of Laron Castle. What is it? Oh, I don't shit. know what the name I of can't the remember. castle is. Any, th- this beautiful castle in all the lands. Yeah. But one of his men. Oh, God. Grant. What? Callum. Wait, what's his Callum. name? Callum. Grant what's is the, the one who can't remember anything. Oh, was it Grant? Yeah, so Grant has a got a head injury. Um, oh, and God. So he can remember everything up until the battle. And then, um, but he can't make any short-term memories that last more than like an hour. And so all the time, oh my God, I'm crying. I, For the record, Aaron's crying too. So it's not just me. <laughs> um, I was going to say this is where we're different, but apparently you cry at fucking everything. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't. But I, Aaron, I in lost what world, my... In what world would I not cry over a man constantly asking where his dead babies and grandmother are because he can't remember going to visit their graves? Yeah. I can't even. <laughs> so he... <laughs> she's sobbing, guys. <laughs> So, yeah, so he keeps asking, hey, can we go back? Hey, Captain William McKenzie, can we go back to my home and and see my kids and, you know, my family? And they have already done that only to find that they died of what, typhoid, something like that? Typhus. And then the the Nan just was like old age. Yeah. And um, but he can't remember that. So he just keeps asking and they just keep telling him tomorrow we'll go uh, because he can't remember long enough for tomorrow anyway and man i lost my shit so the reason goddamn shit the the reason mckenzie wants to blackmail uh maddie is that he wants this land to give his men a home yes he wants them to be able to homestead on the land right so it is thoroughly honorable, even if the means are not. And it only makes me love him more. My note is, this is this thing makes me so much sadder than anything in those dumb Christmas stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Okay, so then they're down by the lock and they're talking about it. And she's it like, comes, guys. she's like, well, I don't know why we have to get married like today. If I were really your sweetheart, you would like people need to know that you like me. You can't just come here and marry me. I I need some effort. You're going to have to court me a bit. And he's like, darling, if you were really my sweetheart, we would have married three hours ago and we would already be in bed. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how that would work. I've been courting you, quote unquote, for 10 years or eight years. We're doing this tonight if we're doing it at all. I I just feel like you're missing. Like close. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Jump in. I was going to say you're missing the best kiss ever, but apparently. Oh, it's the best kiss ever. No, Aaron, I was well on my way. Okay. Do you have it up? Because you may. I do. I do have it, but it lasts so long. I don't even know what to read. Okay. From it. I've got it. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. This may take a while. (laughs) All right. He touched a lock of her hair. Oh, I can't do this Scottish accent. Mm. And said, I wouldn't await another night. She swallowed hard. Truly? I truly. And I would have done this an hour ago. His head tipped to the side. His gaze dropped to her lips. And then his mouth did the strangest thing. It started drawing closer to hers. He couldn't be. Oh, Lord. He was. He was going to kiss her. Wait. Panicked. Maddie put both hands on his chest, holding him off. Your men, my servants, they could be watching us. 
I certainly hope they're watching us. That's why we're going to kiss. But I don't know how. You don't know that I don't know how. So cute. His lips quirked. I know how. He pulled back and peered at her hair. He looked like a boy marveling at clockwork, wondering how it all worked. This is my favorite part. After a few moments, she felt him grasp the pencil holding her chignon, chignon, chignon. Chignon. Yep, sure. Don't know, don't care. With one long, slow tug, he eased it loose and cast it aside. It landed in the lock with a splash. His fingers sifted through her hair, teasing the locks free of their haphazard knot and arranging them about her shoulders Mm -hmm. tenderly, like she'd always imagined a lover would. Sparks of sensation danced from her scalp to her toes. That was my best drawing pencil, she said. (laughs) It makes me so happy. That was my best drawing (laughs) pencil. (laughs) It's just a pencil, he said. It came from London. I have limited supply. (laughs) His thumb caressed her cheek. It almost put out my eye, he said. I have a limited supply of those, too, and it's better this way. Anyway, then they smooch for a long time. But I loved that drawing pencil line. Because he, it's so good. He, like, you know, he sort of draws her out. And then once she starts kissing him back, um, he's like, oh, girl, girl's a quick learner. Like, Uh I'm, I'm into it. You know, she... She His knees get weak. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. Okay. All right. So, so he, she's up on her tiptoes because he's so he's so fucking oh, tall and no, broad, I'm y'all. sorry. This pigeon is up on a big rock and on her tiptoes. Yeah, I mean. Because she's not human size. She's three feet tall. <laughs> he's seven feet tall. It is, it is difficult for them, but they make it's it so work. It's so hard, but they are not going to be... <laughs> Okay. But so when he stops kissing her, she's like up on her toes, up on the rock, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and then she like she falls. falls a bit. Uh, she <sighs> falls because she's like off balance and he catches uh-huh. her. And there's on the his lock and the sunshine and the and those summer. Oh, it's muscles, so good. It's just so good. Getting it so done. Good. So he's like, We're marrying tonight. And she's like, I don't <laughs> have a preacher or whatever we need. And he's like, No, 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 no. It'll be a it'll be a traditional um Scottish hand fasting. So she sort of gets ready and she's like, I don't have anything to wear but gray. So that's kind of awkward. And like, we don't have yeah. any flowers. So that's kind of awkward. But they have this whole marriage scene where all of his men are there and like a few of her servants and her family. And even in front of like not even a dozen people, she starts uh-huh. freaking out. Yeah. But when she's walking in, our favorite guy, uh-huh. Grant. <gasps> Grant is the is best. Like, I know. He's like, oh, this is your sweetheart? Because he's talked about her. He's been like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to, you know, even before the battle, we're going to go find Madeline. Oh, yeah, because the, the men have known that he has been getting letters getting all from these a letters. sweetheart. Yeah. In Maddie's mind, she's like, if anybody ever reads these letters, they're going to be passed around an entire battalion and I'll be an idiot. But... He does not do that. He just Uh -uh. sort of quietly cherishes these letters and allows them to think that it's a sweetheart. So Grant is like, oh, is this your sweetheart? And he's like, oh, that was Irish. (laughs) And so then, and he's like, he's like, aye, it is. And he goes, he goes, ah, you lucky bastard. (laughs) And no one has told Maddie that she's like pretty. He's just been like, that'll do. Get on down the aisle. Like, we're going to. Meanwhile, he is thinking that she's beautiful but he's but he telling doesn't say her it. he's telling her oh it'll do it's fine so then she's like all right well grant is my favorite person because he made me feel beautiful on my wedding day and so long as she <gasps> lived she would never regret it or forget <laughs> it not forget regret it, it. Yeah. forget it yeah so uh, okay. okay so they do the hand fasting and she is is slowly becoming more and more agitated and like getting sort of a far off look in her eyes 
And he's really sweet because he like grabs her hand and tries to ground her. And he's like, just look into my eyes. It's just you and me. This is, that's all there is here. Block everything else out. And it works for a bit, but then ultimately she gets, you know, a little freaked out still. So they do the hand fasting, which PS is um, my favorite type of marriage ceremony. And then afterwards, you know, the men are expecting like a party, but he doesn't do that. He's just like, I got to get this girl out of the crowd. And so he takes her up to her room. He carries her all the way up to (sighs) the tower in the castle because that's where she likes to sleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then he's like, I'll give you half an hour to ready yourself, which always freaks me out in historicals because I'm like, what? What does that is... mean? Does that mean wash your vagina? Like, what does it mean? This, these are I don't my understand. questions. Because, like, in modern days, like in rom coms, when people are like, "You need to get ready," it's like shave every inch of your body. Yeah, I just assume it's wash Highlander your vagina. Times, I don't know. Well, I think it's like take off your corset and uh, like get down to just your shift, so that I can rip it off or or at least pull it up to the waist <laughs> um, Jesus. in the most romantic coupling that ever happened if there's anybody out there that's from highlander times yeah let a bitch know that knows i would like to know what does ready yourself mean because she's only got a cold basin she's got a yeah. basin of cold water is she supposed to splash her vagina like i don't know like because i don't read these and i don't like i care about history in like a general way but not in like a contextual way like uh. I, the the only reference i have for this is this is this is like left field get ready uh-oh but you know in firefly yes <laughs> she's firefly. like and he gets like the bride what's her name saffron and she's like i've made myself ready for you and he's like i have no clue what that means but totally. i'm good for it totally. <laughs> like, that's the only reference i have and i remember being like she must have just like washed her vagina that must be what it was <laughs> well maybe it's also getting mentally ready because but again that that is so unfair i feel because these bitches are supposed to be completely in the dark up until then. So yeah. I would just sit there being like, what does it mean? What do we do? What's going to happen? What is? What am I supposed to be ready for? Ah! She knows because she's a biology person. No, she does not. She has a general sense yeah. of the thing. But doesn't uh, have well, any... She's less in the dark than Duke and I, lady. Fair. What was her fair. Name? Daphne. Yeah. Okay, so he... So she's got her half hour of time. Um... So he gives her the thing that goes on the thing, the, the brooch or whatever with the initials oh, yeah. or whatever. Okay, so in, in traditional Scottish, bleh, they hand them, um, the, the man gives the woman a luckenbruth, a luckenbruth, um, which is a pin, essentially, that is supposed to have his initials and hers and the, her initials on them. And... Uh, Maddie doesn't know this, but the tradition is the the husband gives it to the bride and she wears it until they have their first child, at which point the child wears it. Um, that's like how they keep the the child's blanket on it is with the luck and booth. So he hands it to her and she's like, oh, this is really beautiful. But then she's looking it over and it has his initials LM and then it has AD as the other set of initials. And so she's like, well all right, I had these fanciful notions of romance because he had it ready. He came here like prepared to marry me. But now that I see some other bitches initials on it, (laughs) like he must have gotten this for an old Mm -hmm. sweetheart who he wanted to marry and is now second handing it to me. And she's like, that's fine. I get it. 
Like I, that's whatever. He's not in love with me. Cool. So he comes back in and she decides not to say anything about it, but she's down to her shift and like she jumps into bed. Yeah. And he, he comes into this room, y'all. Uh-huh. He licked his fingertips and then extinguished uh-huh. the candles one by one until I... the only light in the room came from the flickering red and amber hearth from the fire. Ooh, I was ooh. like, I was so ready to go with this moment. And it's oh. like 11 p.m. And I'm like, good, I can just read the sex scene and then I can go to bed. No. 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 No, no says can Tessa Dare. Say... You will be awake until 3 a.m. That's right. The only thing about this novel that I could not get with is the amount of restraint that Maddie has. Because let's let's be honest. If a Highlander came in <laughs> and took off his kilt and was only in his oversized shirt with the with the neck open God. and he systematically just extinguished all the candles while I'm sure staring at me intently like making love eyes at me I would there would be a puddle there would be a (laughs) veritable body of water (laughs) under me before he even got into bed (laughs) but also (laughs) Melody you are you and we are talking about Maddie Grace Church who could not be more opposite from you Like, All you would just, that like, jump on him about... and climb him like a spider monkey. She <laughs> I mean... has a lot of social anxiety. <laughs> Mount Mackenzie would have had <laughs> one very diligent climber. <laughs> All right. So she's afraid that if he has sex with her, she's going to fall in love with him. No one wants that. Nobody wants that. He doesn't want that. She doesn't want that. So she's like, tell me shit about me because you know all the shit about me. You know what an uncharitable person I can be from my letters, but I know literally nothing about you. So tell me something that will make me dislike you and then we can get down to pound town. And he he tells her... (laughs) He goes, he reached to encircle her ankle with his hand, mm-hmm. his thumb oh. stroked up and down. I'm entirely too good in bed. I have a way of ruining a woman for all others. Like, that's not a fucking flaw, Logan. That's not a flaw, especially <laughs> if I'm the one woman you're supposed to have sex exactly. with for the rest of your fucking life. Stroke uh-huh. that ankle more. Which ankles are surprisingly yep. erogenous zones. At least with the right person involved. Anyway, so... Oh, man, it's so good. So he's basically, like, trying to get up on her and she's like, I'm sorry, I just, I keep thinking about lobsters. And this is where he's like, okay, I was ready for a lot of things to come out of your mouth. Lobsters were not one of them. And she's like, lobsters, they, I don't know if they mate for life, but like the the dude lobster waits around for a long time. And if lobsters can get that much effort, I don't know why I can't have a little bit more time. I need time to like thoroughly dislike you before we consummate this marriage. She also says about lobsters that she thinks he might be like a lobster because they're yes! hard on the outside and inside they're nothing but squish. Nothing Ugh. but squish. Ugh. Which is, I mean, it just, spoiler alert, it ends but, up being true. Yeah, he says, 
he says, you think I'm squish inside? And she says, perhaps. And he shook his head, dismissing the notion. And he said, perhaps there's nothing inside me at all. He thinks uh, he's a monster. He does because he thinks, because he's never been able to get anyone to love him. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to go sleep on the floor in front of the fire because right. I cannot be in the same bed as you if you want right. any like respite tonight. Right. And she's like, no, 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 don't do that. And he's like, honestly, I slept on the floor for the first 10 years of my life. Like either that or in barns. It's not a big deal. And then she finds out that he is an orphan. And the only way that he got any sort of care is that different Scottish families would pass him off if they needed extra help in the fields. So he would trade manual labor with the cows and sheep for like a couple of crusts of bread a day and parrot in the morning. And that's how he survived up until he was about 10. And she's like, well, fuck, bro. How can you dislike an orphan? This is so rude. The answer is you can't. And it is rude. But he's a perfect gentleman and he sleeps on the floor all night. Okay, so. The next thing I have highlighted, I think after that night, was she comes, there's like another night that they spend together. And she comes into the room and he's lying in bed, a loose shirt hanging open at the neck to reveal a wedge of his chest, his brow lightly furrowed in concentration, and those spectacles were perched on the strong bridge of his nose. One muscled arm was flexed and propped up behind his head, and the other hand he held, he held, dot, 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 devil take him, heaven help a, her, a book. A book. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Maddie, my wonderful nerdgasm. Yeah, and not just any book, but the thick one bound in dark green leather, and he was reading the thing. Oh, that devil. Yeah. So, so I don't know when then, that happened. And it's but... so cute. Okay, before the book thing happens, he throws a dinner for his men because he's like, I need to show them that they can be secure, oh, that that's I own this castle now. So they have a dinner with the men, and Aunt Thea is like, well, tell us about how you met. And then that turns into Aunt Thea being like, Oh, read the letters all of the most beautiful letters and the guys are like read the letters read the letters <laughs> and he's forced to do that so then maddie picks out like the most embarrassing poem that she wrote to herself to keep up the ruse right because she was writing letters from him to her as well <laughs> and then being like oh i got a letter today she's a busy girl that maddie and so she's writing poems from her ideal man to her when she's 16 so they are the most embarrassing oh my god so he ends up reading them and he is not pleased about it and then they go up to bed and that's when the book thing happens and so she okay, comes out from is. behind the screen and she's like Logan, you are supposed to be making me dislike you. And there you are, you sexy devil reading a book. You read too? How fucking dare you? And then she gets into bed and he's like, I, I want to show you what else I can do with my devilish ways. And she immediately succumbs to him. And so he undoes her chemise in the, the front. The one where she's wearing two shoes. He undoes her chemise in the front and pulls it open, ready to see her beautiful breasts. And all of a sudden, there's just more chemise, but no buttons. She's and he's worn like, two, one backwards. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what's this then? And she was like, I, 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 had to, I have two on. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what, you didn't trust me? And she goes, I didn't trust myself. And look at me. I was right. So, But then Logan is not deterred. And so he just starts kneading her breasts and suckling her nipples through that chemise Ugh. and everyone was there for it everyone <laughs> was at the table and then he starts kissing down her and he's kissing and kissing and he gets to her navel then he goes a bit lower and then he Ugh. sees the, the triangle underneath the dark triangle underneath the, the <laughs> delicate linen 
and he goes to be clear. Melody listened to this on audiobook, so she doesn't have anything highlighted. She is just extemporaneously. <laughs> she has nothing to go from. Anyway, go on about the triangle. Is it accurate or is it's it not? It's accurate. I that just... is correct, madam. <laughs> and so then he goes to kiss there, and she goes, ooh, and knees him right in the face because yeah. she gets really startled by it and bless her she's like i how what there why would you do that <laughs> and he goes and sleeps on the floor again. oh yeah he fucks off to the floor is this where yeah. he has like the dreams no okay no so then they go and visit the crofters okay. and he's like they're gonna be frightened of you because you're an english lady and and i was a stupid head who wore my red coat um and my kilt and like, so these are people that live on the land Yes. That has come into her family by shitty means. Yes. And so he's under the impression that she has never met them before. And so he's excited to like introduce himself as the new Laird. And he's telling her like all about the clearances and how awful it was and blah, blah, blah. And so she's like, "Mm, okay, I'll I'll take your lead then because I don't want them to be frightened of me. And they go up and all of a sudden this like this teeny tiny child runs up and they're like, Miss Maddie. (laughs) And hugs her. She starts talking to her about um, a scar on her arm and he looks down and it's an inoculation scar because right when Maddie got there, she noticed that the kids weren't um, vaccinated. And so she used her, you know, considerable resources to make that happen. And so then he's like, fuck me. I had this idea of what this woman would be. It was selfish and it was English and it was stupid and blah and now i find out that she's generous and caring and she's getting the kids around her inoculated like mm-hmm. i can't even i also love one of the things that she gives out is her aunt's like old beauty oh yeah uh, stuff like old makeup sort of things and like mm-hmm. skin remedies and stuff and he, when she's carrying that out there he's just like what an idiot like yeah what are they gonna uh, do up, with that bullshit class upper class english woman like they need food and vaccines and things not and they go fucking apeshit for this stuff because she's yeah. like, everyone likes feeling beautiful. It doesn't matter if you're poor or rich or, you know, have other needs. It's, it was very cute. Yeah. And so um, on the way back, <laughs> he says something bad to her and she's like, you rogue. Like, how could you? Blah. And he's like, oh, so you don't you don't like me very much. And she's like, no, in fact, I do not like you very much. And he's like, well, good. Then the next stop is the bedroom because that is how you framed it to me. You need to not like me. And then we consummate the marriage. And she's Uh like, she walks off in a huff and she's like, oh, God, must put distance between us and goes off the path and immediately gets stuck in a bog. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, is this a thing of England times or Scottish times or Highlander times? No, it's a Highland times. And it's actually, I have never met a bog. Bogs are really, really dangerous in Scotland um, because they're hard to see. Many a horse has died in a bog. I lived in the Louisiana swamps for like... No, they're different. No. There's not like bodies of water. You can't really see them. All right. I'll just believe you on this. It looks like, you know, grass and stuff on the top, but then it's almost like quicksand on the bottom. Wait. Hold the phone. Are you wearing a Christmas onesie right now? (laughs) Is that what you're wearing? (laughs) Yes. Do you want to see Oh, God. It has a hood. Oh, God. The hood has antlers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. How did you just notice that? <laughs> I've been wearing it the I whole I thought it was a sweatshirt. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Hold Continuing on. on. I'm going to show you my foot. Ready? 
No, I don't want to see it. Oh, are those the booties I got those you? Those are the boots, that's right. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so she falls into a bog. And so she gets mired in it, and it's really, really bad. Like, all the way up to her waist. It's crazy town. He coaches her out of it, and it's really sweet. And then he notices how scared he was for her as soon as she's on top of him because they've fallen backwards. Yeah, he pulls her and out. Then, and then it starts raining really heavily, and so they're rolling around on the ground, and he's kissing her neck, and it's really hot even though they're covered in mud oh yes please Aaron his mouth fell on hers hot Mm -hmm. and masterful his hands were everywhere smearing even the cleaner parts of her frock with mud all Maddie could do was cling to his coat while the forbidden sensations swamped her his Mm -hmm. tongue swept into her mouth seeking demanding she could taste the frustration in his kiss whether it was left over from last night this morning or the entirety of the past decade she couldn't guess (gasps) whatever the cause he obviously meant to avenge it with this sensual onslaught and Maddie could not bring herself to object. It, it goes on and on. I and mean, on. Tessa Dare. I am uh, just impressed, madam. Really <laughs> impressed. So, so then, she she almost is like, yeah, let's get it done in this cold yeah, bog. But but then of course he's like, my penis is covered in mud, and so is your vagina. Like that. Well, not also be he great. realizes she's injured. She's like, uh, oh yeah, she hurt out. one of her right because she's a pigeon, right. <laughs> <laughs> I could see where you could wrench a hip getting pulled out of a bog. I get that. Yeah, if you've got bird bones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it was the night before that she starts cuddling him in his sleep. Oh, I figured was it? out. I'm a dick. Yeah. He starts having these like horrible dreams where he's like shivering and speaking Gaelic words that she doesn't understand. And he's like shivering uncontrollably. Yeah, he's down there saying, Natrig me, Natrig me. And so she gets down there and like starts snuggling him in his sleep. And she calls herself a stealth cuddler because <laughs> yes. she's not waking him up. But she's uh, well. Oh, because on their first night, he was like, "I'm not cuddling. I don't do cuddling. I Uh do sexy times, and then I do sleep times." Uh Oh, and P.S. She's also been looking for the letters throughout this whole time. She's been like sneaking off to go through his things and look for the letters. Because if she steals the letters, she can't be blackmailed. Right. So then they go back up and he insists that she gets looked over by a doctor because by the doctor that's in his regiment or uh-huh. was in his regiment. And the, the surgeon is like, I'm going to tell the captain that you need three days or so to get better. And she's like, yeah. yes, yes, please. So Thank no you. One Thank you so much. You. And uh, so he's like, this is bullshit. I know that you and your bird bones are actually <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and instead he's like, fine. You know what? Fuck everyone. I'm leaving. And he goes to get lumber for the the um for the men's crofts uh-huh. so he leaves she spends and i thank you tessa for not making us read through three pages of them not together because who the fuck cares yeah who not cares? me although one of the things they do when they're not together is he gets advice from his men on how to get her to have sex with him because his men can tell that he hasn't had sex because every morning yeah. he comes down for breakfast and he's like looking, looking a little more frustrated yeah and they're like hey man go out to the lock get naked <laughs> Act like you're just taking a bath and then, like, come out of the lock and, like, s- like smooth your hair back with your hands. Like, it's yeah. really funny. It's really cute. And one of the other guys is, like, shrinkage is a real thing, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, let the, don't do that. That's stupid. And so then another guy is, like, just get naked in front of her. And then when she sees all of your manly nakedness, she'll not be able to resist you. Anyway, throughout this time that he's gone, she bonds with Grant a bit. And... 
you know, because Grant is her favorite person. Mm -hmm. So he rides through the night because he really wants to get back to her. And he also doesn't want to admit to himself that he really wants to get back to her. And when he comes in, he goes to count his men because it's an old you know, battlefield habit. And he realizes that one is missing and the one is missing is Grant. So he freaks out because he's like, if Grant left the castle and doesn't know where he is or what's going on, this could be really bad. So he's looking all around and he hears voices talking to each other, goes down to the kitchen and finds Maddie with Grant. They're like, she's in her dressing gown and they're having some tea or something. And it's adorable because he's like, oh my God, Grant is a loose cannon like Grant Mm. if something happened and especially him sort of coming back to himself or his memory resetting in front of a woman he doesn't know like he gets really worried but of course because he's a he's a Scottish Highlander he uh he's like I'm angry I'm not worried I'm angry okay (laughs) this is anger you see on my face this isn't caring it's not sweet meh and so She's like, you were worried about me. That's really sweet. And he's like, no, that's not true. But then he doesn't want to admit to himself all of his feelings. And so instead, he decides to confound her just as much as he's been confounded. And so he kisses her and he Uh pushes her up against the Uh countertop. And then he starts pulling up her chemise. And she's like, Logan, what are you doing? And he's (laughs) like, oh, if she wanted to stop him, then saying his name like that isn't the way to do it. And he ends up um, he ends up fingering her in a really excellent manner. Just like a uh, real good Highlander finger banging. Oh, man. (laughs) And this England Times wench is uh, there for it but also not prepared for it (laughs) so uh, it's awesome and then afterwards he's like you told me that your servant made up a room for me i'm gonna go sleep there and she's like no logan you shouldn't be alone and he's like nope this is better this way like yeah go (laughs) up to your room and bar the door (laughs) i cannot be trusted yeah so then he starts thinking to himself that his men are right he should be courting her And telling her that she's pretty and giving her an opportunity to be pretty. So there's this ball that she's been invited to by one of the naturalists so that he can then make an introduction to another naturalist who needs this long project done. Illustrating project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he describes the bugs of the British Isles or something like that. And it's a four volume encyclopedia. And she is over the moon about it like wants the post so badly so she's done the illustrations for this guy's book and then they're going to unveil her illustrations at this ball and then he's going to introduce her to this new guy who has the new project so it's kind of going to be all about her illustrations and she's going to be like you know spotlight on her and getting more work so of course that freaks her the fuck out. She's like, can I just call before or after? Like, right. can I just meet him not at a ball ever? And I keep on almost saying Jamie because because Logan's, that is the man that you imagine the whole time. I mean, basically, yes. Yeah. Uh, Sam Sam Hewen. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and also <laughs> Jamie's Jamie's tartan is the same blue green as Logan's. I can't even. Okay, so Logan, not Jamie. 
um, talks her into going to this ball and they go dress shopping. And she's thinking to herself, like, this is crazy. But at the same time, I think I can draw strength and inspiration and, and safety from Logan if he's there wait, with wait, me. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I'm sorry. But before they go to the ball, I know we're an hour and a half or whatever into this thing. It's fine. But before it's they fine. go to the ball, sorry, they, have, they have that watch each other masturbate situation. <gasps> oh, my God. You're so right. I thought that was after. No, no, no. I know. But that's after the dress shopping. Is it? Yes. Does anything even happen at the dress shopping? Yes. He and Aunt Thea bond in a way that is so fucking okay, adorable. Okay. All right. Okay. Go. We'll do the dress and, shopping. And she freaks out in the middle of the road and he takes her into a kirk. Oh, and yeah. Like, that was sweet. She tells him all about why she has this social anxiety, which is really gorgeous. Okay. All right. Go for it. So she freaks out and after he sees her in this lush emerald green silk frock that she's planning on wearing to the ball. I know you're flipping your hair for (laughs) emphasis, but they can't see you and you're just flipping your hair all over your microphone. And I feel like two days from now, Melody, who's editing this thing, is going to hate current Melody. I'm basically an Herbal Essences commercial. (laughs) So, (laughs) okay, (laughs) so... He takes her into a, a church and he's like, just tell me what's going on. And he's holding her hand and he's sitting really close and he's looking at her intently like he wants to see into her soul. And so she bears it to him. And she's like, when her mom was dying, she found out from a, another girl that there was a puppet show in town. And she'd spent so much time being quiet and like early grieving the death of her mother because they were like, you know, don't disturb her. That um, she just wanted a little outlet. So she didn't tell anybody because nobody had time for her anyway. And she made her way to the town to watch this puppet show. And she was laughing and really enjoying it. And then all of a sudden something happened and uh, the crowd went crazy. It was like a dog got loose or a, a horse got stray, whatever it was. And she ended up having to hide under the puppet show stage lest she be trampled. And then it was raining and she made it all the way home and she thought she was going to be in big trouble. But... Nobody noticed that she had even been gone, and that was the night her mother died. So in her brain, crowds since then, because like we have covered before, grief is a really weird thing, especially when you're young. Crowds have meant not only danger, but also it's always linked to the death of her mother and her guilt about enjoying herself while her mother was dying. So... It's this beautiful opening up moment, and she's never told another living soul that it even happened. And then they go home, and then there's another kind of bearing scene that Mm. I was so into. (laughs) So good. So into. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Um, I feel like there's, there's a lot of things that the gay community has on the straight community, but one of the biggest things is that Sex is defined in a much more broad sense in, like, communities other than the straight community. Because, like, okay, can I can I just real quick, real quick, Tyler, <laughs> your tongues. I, like, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I felt it. Did you did you see me getting out my soapbox? Yeah. Okay. I was just like, ah, uh, she's mm-hmm. leading. There's, there's going to be, like, can I just say? <laughs> okay. So here's my problem with England times and Highlander times is that on the one hand, ruination can happen with just like being seen in a hallway without another person to be a chaperone, right? A woman can be ruined over just that. To be clear, this is also a problem with medieval times and Sherlock Holmes times. 
Fair. Continue. Fair. Continue. Fair. <laughs> All of the other historical time periods that exist for us. Right. For Aaron. Okay. But on the other hand, they can do everything but. And the marriage is not consummated. So let's review. So Ugh. far, they have been naked Zeus. He has done a lot of nipple play that was really, really nice. He has fingered her. Traditional Highlander finger banging. I mean, the best kind. Am I Played right? her like a bagpipe. <laughs> um, they will, toward the, I mean, un- until the actual penetration happens, they, they have some excellent mutual masturbation that I really loved. And then he goes down on her. All of that can happen. And they're not married. Not until the penis enters the vagina. Like, like if they, if he wasn't Catholic, I have to wonder if like the everything but wouldn't include anal. Like penetration could happen as long as it's sodomy and they wouldn't be married. Yeah. This is some bullshit. This is weird. This is weird, weird, weird. She can be ruined for this, but because they've been like engaged-ish, because they've had the hand fasting, Uh they're not fully man and wife until P goes in V. Okay. Fine. Highland times. Highlander times. My bad. All right. So he gets naked because one of the suggestions from his men was show her your whole body. And actually, because she's such a she's such a an observer of observer (laughs) (laughs) observer of the natural world. Up until this point, she's been like, I honestly would be more comfortable if I could just see all of him. Mm -hmm. The fact that he puts out the light at first actually makes her really uncomfortable because she doesn't know what's going on. So he gets totally naked and she sees his impressive expanse of of manhammer. And uh, (laughs) he is like, just show me yourself. Yeah, like a sketch. He wants to see her like a sketch. Yeah, he's like, uh, our our entire correspondence, you gave me photos of, uh, or sketches of snails and dung and trees and all the things, but I never ever got a, a picture of you. And so I would like you to basically be a model for me right now. And so she gets bold and yeah. she takes off her chemise uh-huh. and Aaron's going to take over. I, I didn't, I don't have anything highlighted actually from like the, the masturbation scene, but I just, I highlighted this passage, which I love. Like she pushed her shift over her hips and peeled it down to her legs, leaving herself completely bare from head to toe. Her choice of position was instantly more fraught than she had anticipated. Should she lie on her back or on her side? Bent legs or straight? And for heaven's sakes, what should she do with her arms? Stretch them over her head, <laughs> at her sides, one of each? Her sincerest impulse was to flail them about in indecision, but that wasn't erotic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I just love it. So she lays there. He starts, you know, I don't have any sexy ways to describe this in the way that Tessa Dare does, but he He starts touching himself. He starts taking himself in hand and jerking it. And like, Mm -hmm. she starts doing the same thing and they're just like watching each other. And it was a great little scene. It was good. It was super fucking lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then it's time for the ball, right? Yeah. They go to the ball. He puts his men on duty on lobster watch mm-hmm. because if the lady starts molting, she has to get home super quick to to sketch them boning. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, wait, there was some point when I had a consent boner. Oh, God. I had many consent boners. <laughs> there was all the consent boners in here because <sighs> he will not 
ever do any of the vile acts against women that he saw other men do. I do remember some of the... um, So before the ball, she's all, like, done up, and her hair is all curled, and everything's, like, perfect, and he's like... Mm -hmm you know, I, I want to smooch you and, like, mm-hmm. I want to snarl it. <laughs> so, um, but she's like, no, you can't touch my face or my hair. Like, I've got this whole thing going. And so he goes He's up like, under his dress. That's not where like, I'm going to kiss you. <laughs> yeah, and goes down on her. And I remember during that scene and during, you know, the classic Scottish finger banging mm-hmm. that there was some, like, no, don't, yes, please, no, don't, yes, please. And he was, like, stopping and starting and stopping and starting. <laughs> And yeah, so that absolutely. may be your consent boner. I don't remember. Well, no, there. So there was a lot of it. So um, during the during the two chemise scene a while back, oh, one of the one of the biggest uh, through lines is that he told her that it would be it would be good between them, very good, and uh, <laughs> very very um, good, very very good. No, and I was so, talking to somebody on Twitter. I think it was Jen. Uh, our first mm-hmm. Twitter, our first and only Twitter follower for like a good three days. <laughs> and I put out that tweet about like how I was up till 3 a.m. about this book. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, my God, you're going to love it. It's very, 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 very good. <laughs> anyway. Yes, Jen, that's correct. So her breath caught and she said, like, could you? And Logan froze at once. When she said nothing further, he lifted his head and met her gaze. Damn, why had he given her the chance? Now, even if she hadn't been planning it, she was going to ask him to stop. And then he would have to stop because he (laughs) wasn't the sort of man who would continue. Yeah. Oh, God, my Highlander. Okay, so before the ball, he's like, you need a little color in your cheeks. Don't worry. I will put it there. And he throws (sighs) her blush out the window. And then he, he gives her some excellent oral action. She's, like, up against a dresser, and he's just, like, fully under her skirts, which, oh, like, yeah. yep. And she's like, my my dress is going to wrinkle. Dope. No, just wrinkle the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. So at the ball, this fucker, this fucker naturalist, earlier he got a little territorial around her. Well, Logan did because the guy was, like, touching her arm when Logan yeah. entered the room because the guy didn't know that, that they had been married the day before because, like, that wasn't a thing. And so... Logan got a little territorial and I wasn't super happy about that, but also Highlander times. And then we find out that Logan was totally right because this fucker is like, oh, I didn't tell them that you did the illustrations and I don't plan on introducing you to this guy unless you can promise me that you're going to remain Miss Grace Church and not Mrs. McKenzie. Mm -hmm. Because Logan, Logan had the idea that this guy was going to propose to her at the ball so then they leave because one of his men, Rabbi, shows up and he's like, we lost the lobster. <laughs> and so they go back. And this whole time, Maddie's coming to terms with the fact that her illustrating career is over because she's going to choose Logan over being an illustrator. She wants to be Mrs. McKenzie at this point, as long as they can have an actual marriage. Mm-hmm. And then they get distracted by like looking for this lobster and it's a whole thing. And so they she goes up to, up to her rooms and they take a break and Logan comes up to find her and he's sort of trying to comfort her and all of that and she's like you know what no I don't think I care about the lobster because if I can be truly Mrs. McKenzie then everything else will be fine I can I cannot do that I can figure it out I can find other interests or I can just do it for myself I just want to be with you and so so they start kissing and they're on the bed and she's like, just 
do it before I dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, no, before you were you just about to say, yeah, yeah, fuck that. Like, I don't want to do that this way. Like, no, I, I mean, and so then she's like, you've rejected me. And he's like, no, I, I mean, <sighs> so then they have this big fight. And she brings up the brooch like, with the she thing, up the, the largest black. The, Lar- the larva booth. Larva slap. The luckin' booth. Okay. You're just being obtuse now. Oh, I'm sorry. So... Like lickin' booth. What is it? <laughs> luckin' booth. Luckin' booth. Oh, yeah. That's a sensible name. <laughs> Good. That's better than what I said for sure. Okay. So she brings that up and she's like, I know it was a sweetheart and I know that you loved her. So you're capable of love. You just don't want to love me or like you can't love me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know what? I probably just can't love. And she's like, that's not fucking true. And she's like, what did she do? Did she leave you? And he's like, yes. And she goes, clever girl. And it is horrifying because you knew, you knew that it wasn't a sweetheart. Like I knew everybody had to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Cause he's, cause he talked about being an orphan and it makes me so uncomfy. Okay. So why are you rubbing your breasts as you say that? I'm not rubbing my breasts. I'm rubbing up above my breasts because I carry oh, okay. some of my tension in my upper pecs and like <laughs> into my armpits. Okay. So I'm rubbing out some I'm tension. I'm sorry. I just can't see my, that far down. Yeah. My nipples are a good three inches lower. Okay, Thank you good. very I'm much. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's like, you're just like the orphans. <laughs> I am not stimulating myself to orphans, Aaron. I don't know honestly. what you're into. <laughs> Is this we learn right. something about Melody segment? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm not into orphans. <laughs> How dare you? The well, idea we lost of our, our orphan listener for does sure. Does not get me off. <laughs> Underage and tragic. Our, our oh. orphan listener was just like, all right, well, fuck you too. Fuck off. I was, I thought I was desirable, but I guess no, not. You are desirable <laughs> orphans later in life, legal-aged orphans. <laughs> I can't breathe. But the idea of a starving, overworked, 10-year-old orphan does not do anything for me and my lady parts. I'm glad that I forced you to say that. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> knockdown drag out fight. And yeah. she's like, you know what? Fine, I'm leaving then because I don't want to, we don't want to, you don't want me? Fine, bye. And he's like, I'll tell the papers. And she's like, go ahead, go a fucking head. Like, I'm so used to humiliation at that point that fine, you want to mm-hmm. do that? Cool. Yep. I'm going to tell anybody ever- anyway. And then that means I never have to marry anyone because no one will ever want to marry me anyway. So good. That's right. And she's like, I already lost my career. I'm not going to get this introduction. So I have no career to lose even. I have nothing to lose. And that makes me the most dangerous. Right. So then she decides to come clean to Aunt Thea. And this is where our low-key fetish comes about. So Aunt Thea, up until this point, has been... She has thought that Aunt Thea got ruined at French court and has been like this tragic figure ever since. On... The contrary. To mm-hmm. the contrary. Something contrary, everybody. Because Aunt Thea purposefully ruined herself at French court so that she could have a little bit of fucking freedom. Uh-huh. So her parents wanted her to m- marry this Comte. And she was like, yeah, 
yeah, maybe I could probably do that. And so she goes to bed with him and she finds out that he has a feather fetish that she is not into. And so she's like, ooh, I don't think I could sign up for that for the rest of my life. So she's just like, I'm ruined. I'm ruined, everyone. I have been. There is ruination in my aura now. And so blah. And then she spends the next 30 years just taking lovers at her leisure. Uh-huh. Because she doesn't feel like she could just have one man for her whole life. Uh. That's right, Aunt Thea. You uh-huh. saucy minx, you. <laughs> you woman after my own heart, you. Uh, and romance but- novelist. And and romance novelist like Anthea is a special <laughs> special unicorn, and I would like a castle after ever after spinoff of just Anthea and her godfather's relationship, because Anthea's like sweetheart. I knew the whole time that you made this up, and I just thought that you were like me, and you needed more time to decide whether or not you wanted to be married right. or not get married at all. And so she and. And Maddie's godfather, her lover for like 20 years, concocted this scheme where they would give her stability and an income via this castle in the Highlands away from everyone. Mm -hmm. And so Maddie spent her whole life being like, I got this castle under false pretenses and I'm a jerk and I'm a dick and it's awful. But Anthea's just like, no, honey, we we knew that you needed a place away from your family. And so we gave you one. And it's the sweetest and Anthea is just the, the aunt of my dreams. She's amazing. <laughs> but she's also like, listen, you've got this sexy Highlander. <laughs> like, uh-huh. she's also like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, she's like, I will, I will uh, definitely support your choices. But yeah. if your choice were to climb atop him immediately, I would definitely support that. Yeah. Okay. So she spends the next two or three days getting ready to make her exit. And during those three days, it's right before um, Beltane. And Which she is spends the fertility that... holiday. Mm, oh, it is quite. Yeah, it is yeah. the holiday. And new beginnings. That's right. Fertility and new beginnings. The maiden. Yes. And so she draws up the paperwork and just signs the castle over to him. And she's like, regardless of anything else, I want, I want Grant, my favorite person, mm-hmm. and the rest of the men to have a place. And this isn't my castle anyway. Like, I, I don't really want it. And I came into it under yucky pretenses mm-hmm. regardless like it's it's not ancestrally my fucking home you deserve a home you beautiful orphan of my dreams mm-hmm. so here's the castle and it's yours near the laird now bye uh-huh. and so he's like well i want you to stay for the beltane celebration and she's like yeah my carriage won't be ready anyway so fine it's so sad though because <sighs> she ends this conversation with him where he she deeds everything over to him by saying it's been an honor to know you logan i hope you'll understand if i don't write and i'm just like oh oh so good tessa my darling you're just doing all the callbacks that i love okay so beltane happens they they make the big bonfire the traditional bonfire yeah and all of the all of the fires are put out in every household because everyone will take coals back from the fire and light their hearths as a symbol of like beginning the year anew. So she spends that time like just being sort of free. She loves hostessing. She's like, I, I could host all the time. I'm not the center of attention. I just tend to the needs of others. Right. This is fucking great. Why didn't I host all the parties before? So <laughs> she loves it. And then um, she ends up dancing with Callum, who is uh, and one of his arms has been amputated at the elbow. 
and she has a lovely time even though their dancing is terrible and he misses her arm at one point and she goes spinning off the dance floor and smacks into Logan uh, smacks right into his chest and she's like oh it's you and they have a little chat and then Logan goes off again and that's when she starts putting pieces together because um, uh, another woman a widow comes over and she hands her um, her baby so that she can go dance or do something and it's got a lutefisk on it and it's, <laughs> and it's got a luck and booth and so she looks at it and she's like, why is this? She looks at Callum and she's like, why is this baby wearing the Luckin booth? And he tells her the tradition of the the mother and father's initials on it to give to the baby. And then she's like, oh, fuck me sideways. I am the shittiest person alive. And then she asks what Natragmi means. Which is what he's been muttering in his sleep. In his sleep when he's cold and frozen on the hard floor. And he's like, that means don't leave me or, or dinner leave me. And she's like, oh, no. no. <laughs> My <laughs> orphan. <laughs> no. <laughs> And so she sees him leaving in the, like, I mean, pitch fucking black, right? Because there is not a hearth lit any fucking where. So she's like, Logan, wait. And he's like, no, I can't talk to her right now. And so she keeps walking. And so she's running on her little bird legs because he's taking long strides and she's got pigeon feet. And so she's running and running and running. And he, she catches up to him. And that's when they have the fight where he bears everything. And he's like, I have been angry with you for years because you are yet one more woman in my life who I fell in love with and then you fucking left me for dead. Like when she was like, I have to kill you in her letter, he was like, well then fuck you too then. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he tells her all about his mother leaving him and I'm thinking it was like when he was three or four. Like he was old enough to sort of remember it. Mm -hmm. And she feels awful, obviously, and... So by the end of the conversation, she's like, Logan, you need to take me to bed. And he says, okay, but I need you to know that if you're just doing this out of curiosity, like that's not how I work. If we do this, we're together for life. Like we're married. We're going to make a go of it. And she's like, Logan, take me to bed. And so it's so gorgeous. And the sex scene itself is is really good. Uh It's so good. And then... (laughs) And then, and so I just, known. I kind of wish it would have ended there. Like, I didn't no. need all this. You needed it? I did. Okay. No, I didn't need it, but I liked it. Okay. So, then after that, other shit happens, and he gets injured somehow. Oh, oh Grant. because Grant freaks out. Yeah, Grant freaks out, and it's um, really dangerous, and he ends up getting stabbed in the leg. So, they tend to him, and... But it also kind of cures Grant, which is good. He kind of has a freak out, and then that kind of smacks his brain back into mm-hmm. reality. And he starts healing. He yeah. starts being able to, like, put pieces back together, and it's yeah. really awesome. So he gets tended, um, and he goes through this, like, three-day fever or whatever. But then, um, all of a sudden, this man comes to the door again, and it's a naturalist. And he is the best kind of naturalist because he doesn't want to murder all the animals and transport them back to England. He wants them to be drawn and studied in their natural setting. So he invites her to Bermuda to be their on-site illustrator. Uh-huh. And she's like, I can't do that. I just got Which married. Fine, and but like, my husband I've, is blah. I've been to Bermuda. It's just chickens. That's, <laughs> that's all there is there. And, 
sand mollusks. No, I bit like I'm telling you, it's thousands and thousands of chickens. That's it. That's all they have there. I've been all around that island. Anyway. <laughs> oh boy, Aaron. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> she's gonna go illustrate mollusks and he takes uh logan takes her aside and he's like you have to go this is your dream i'm not gonna hold you back from your dream i know that we're just married and i know that i have trust issues but those are my issues not yours and so if you go and then come back and we still do this then like then i will be able to trust this forever mm-hmm. and so she's like okay i can leave with you today So then they fast forward and it's like a week after she's gone because they were sailing in a week. And um, his men are like, hey, bruh, uh, why didn't you go with her? Yeah, you're looking real sad. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't even think about going with her. You need me. Everybody needs me. We need to build things and make houses. And they're like, no, we don't. We're grown ups. Yeah. You can go. And he's like, and it's so the orphan in him just starts speaking aloud. And he's like, I thought we were brothers. I thought we were family. And they're like, yes, we are. Family stretches and accommodates. And we will be here when you get back with your bride. Like, go take a honeymoon. And so he's getting ready and he's going to saddle his horse, even with his injured leg. And he's going to ride overnight at a gallop in order to go catch her, her ship. And then she walks in because he's like, He's like, if I miss her, I can just write to her. And she walks Uh in and goes, oh, I'll be so sorry to miss those letters. And then Mm -hmm. everyone turns. And he's like, my Maddie, you're here. And she goes, yes. When we were talking, you said that I needed to follow my dream. And I wouldn't have even considered going to Bermuda if it weren't for you and like my newfound confidence and blah. So instead of going to Bermuda... I went to Edinburgh and I introduced myself with my portfolio to this encyclopedia bloke. Because that was the real one she really wanted to do was the encyclopedia one. And so she got the posting just on her own fucking merits. And he's so proud of her. He says, my heart is about to burst with pride. And then they go bang it out. They go bang it out in the sweetest way. And then they go bang it out. The end. Yes. God, I wish the that's end. what it said. Like, I wish that was the yeah, last Tessa, one. And then they banged you, it out. If you need, you know, some, some different wording for your next novel, may we just proffer. And then they banged it out. Yes. Ah. Uh. Uh. I think that could be a good last line in a contemporary book, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. So this is a marathon of a fucking podcast. Yeah. Sorry. And I'm sorry, but I'm also not. Yeah. At all. I don't know. We spent, like, I would say at least uh, an hour to an hour and a half on the Bagel War. So that is. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) You can see yourself out, madam. (laughs) fine i'll be going there what is your self-love recommendation oh god i don't really have one because i wanted to tell you this story (laughs) sorry i have tell me a story so uh, my boyfriend has never listened to the podcast as far as i know at least he Mm. claims to have never listened to it but (laughs) i'm like hey a listen to the podcast b go give us a five-star review on itunes because we need them yeah 
Yeah, you're fucked Sorry, up. sorry, not sorry. I'm just like, do it. Give him, give us a five-star review. I don't care if you listen to it. And he's like, I'm not going to do that because I haven't listened to it. I don't know if it's good. I'm oh, like, I'm sorry. He can good. take his integrity and get the fuck out. <laughs> right. He's just joking. But also, he doesn't want to just like, you know. No, I get it. And so I told him about the bribe. He found this article in National Geographic about <laughs> um, lobster sex. And this has been yes. like two months ago that like lobsters basically like just pee in each other's mouths for a while. Yeah. It's super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I will give you a five star review and I want you to read this article about lobster sex aloud on your podcast. That is the <laughs> that is my book that recommendation. Is my reader recommendation. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and you have to do it because you made a promise to your listeners. And I was like, you're not a listener. The review. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, then that was like maybe two weeks before we read, mm-hmm. before I read this book. And I'm like, oh my God, I could actually read this. <laughs> yes. It is actually really interesting. So my self-love lady love recommendation yeah, yeah, yeah. is Google up uh, National Geographic Lobster Sex. Uh, it's yes. about four paragraphs. It is very interesting and it will illuminate to you why Madeline Grace Church wanted to sketch this so badly because it is super weird. I'm into it. Yeah. Did you know they need it to be, like, really cold to get in the mood? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's real weird. Anyway. I mean, that's it's it. literally that's the my, opposite of myself. Lady so there is that. But I'm not going to read it out loud because he did not go on iTunes and formally that's right. recommend it. That's correct. And you know what? I will do a circle back if he would like to. So <laughs> there's still time, David. Right. Get your shit together. Okay. So, all right. I sort of have two self-love recommendations. Because I had zero. That's not true. Okay, so the first one is they're they're kind of related. They're they're tangentially related. So the first one is um no matter where you are at the moment, whether you're like at your highest high or your lowest low or just, you know, having a mundane sort of week, try to practice some gratitude. Um I'm I'll open <laughs> don't shake your head at me, I know. Um, knowing me, I'll, I'll open up at some point. Um, but I'm, I'm going through a little bit of, I'm going through some shit at the moment, guys. And, uh, the, one of the only things other than Aaron and the rest of my really close friends and family is, um, doing a lot of practicing gratitude. (laughs) Um, and yesterday... Michael needed to shower and Ember is very like, you know, he's all up in our business. He's 20 months old and he's the best and he's really gregarious and fun. And so Michael was like, you know, maybe you want to go downstairs with mama while I shower so that you don't like throw things at my feet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, Ember, do you want to go have a dance party? And so he starts going, damn party, damn party. <laughs> and we just went downstairs into the kitchen and I turned on Pandora and we just danced it out together. And I'm really, it just reminded me how fucking lucky I am to have this amazing child in life and um, this incredible hobby because the other thing that's been getting me through the past week and a half or so is um Tessa Dare and Courtney Milan thank you ladies (laughs) 
during my crazy insomnia nights, I I have something awesome to focus on until mm-hmm. I can finally sleep. And I'm just really thankful. So that's my lady love. My self-love recommendation is um, be thankful for what you can be. That's good. So that's that. Good. Um, places you can find us. We love talking to you. So Gmail is havingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. Instagram is at, at heaving bosoms. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook is at heaving bosoms podcast. Um, and Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. Um, I still don't understand Twitter. I have tried a couple of times, but it moves so fast. And the whole replying thing is hard to keep up with. So I'm doing the Twitter. I do the Twitter and most of the, I do most of the stuff, but like Twitter yeah. just confounds me. I don't understand it. Uh, like I understand We're Instagram, trying. but I don't, it's hard you guys. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've done a couple of tweets and then been really unsure about myself. So I've stopped. And also like we, <laughs> full disclosure, we have like 12 Twitter followers anyway. So I'm like, Ooh, maybe I ought to retweet that tweet. And I'm like, what to my, <laughs> to the 12 people and to their credit, the 12 people following us are like talking They're to us all the time. Amazing. Yeah, but, like, but I'm like, they, they don't need, to, I don't need to tweet about that. They know. So, yeah, no. Know. Another thing I've been practicing gratitude about is like going through the the things that people say to us on Twitter, and I'm just like, you guys by, are by incredible. going through them. Do you mean I just keep screenshotting them and sending them to you because <laughs> you don't know how to find them? <laughs> no, no, no. I I logged in and stuff. But yeah, Jen is incredible. Um, and then uh, what's her name? Fangirl, amazing. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Yeah. yeah, the book queen. I mean, everybody go follow these women. Because oh, and we should say hilarious. the person who recommended this one, um, their iTunes name was Salem K, but I think it's Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie, because you brought yes, this delight so into our lives. Appreciate it. There are some amazing people following us and, and just like being really engaging and, and fucking fun. So, yeah, go follow them. Yeah, follow them. Follow us. The we'll follow you. We're yeah. all friends here. We're friends. We're long distance friends. Yeah. So. Oh, I got uh, it. Oh, yeah. All right. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love a traditional Highlander finger banging. Yes. And we do. (laughs) And we do. We love them a fucking lot. (laughs) All right. Thanks for spending this three hours with us. (laughs) Yes. All right. For for knuckling in with us. <laughs> yeah. All right. I will chat with you soon, Erin McCarthy. Right. Bye, Melanie Crowell. Bye. See ya. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas!
Okay, back to the show. <laughs> 